And here comes John Cena. नीला क्यू पानी गीला गीला क्यूँ गोल क्यू है सभी एग्जाम्पल दे ओके ओके जैसे आई वंडर इफ द म्यूजिक इंडस्ट्री कैन बी यूज टू स्टडी इकोनॉमिक्स वॉट्स योर टेक exactly with the amount of wifi or mobile data we have listening to stream music is way cheaper than vinyl cassettes cds or mp3 players this explains the exceptional surge in streaming today it accounts for two thirds of the record and music revenue and physical products and digital downloads each account for about 15% absolutely needed you see given that vinyl is expensive and much less portable than streaming I guess it might probably become vintage in the coming years. Don't you agree, Pratyusha? Um, that's what everyone would expect. But surprisingly, the trend of vinyl came back in the era of music streaming. Look at Evermore, Taylor Swift's ninth studio album. It recently broke the U.S. record of biggest sales in a week for a vinyl album since 1991. Basically, fans want to actually own physical albums instead of just downloading or streaming music. Just like how you prefer keeping your favorite books on shelves than on Kindle. Hmm. See, my sources of music are apps like Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon. But make it free, because budget. It's an easy, easy, peaceful way out, dude. Peaceful, really, Jalen. I mean, some advertisements sort of get on my nerves, but at least I've got free music. Me and the band have known each other since we were kids. Uh... We live in the same town. 
work at the same bar when we go on tour it's like a little adventure thanks thanks nirav i get the point he read my mind nirav there's no such thing as free music you are just willing to tolerate ads you're spending your 30 seconds to get 30 minutes of ad free music and here comes the concept of price differentiation the listeners who use the paid services do not have to tolerate ads while those who use the free services have to but you see both these models generate revenue but how we aren't even paying acha dekho for the premium service you pay the subscription right and for the free one you get ads the advertising agencies sponsor the shows and this eventually generates revenue for these streaming platforms the outcome of not using the premium service is getting annoyed and stopping listening to music basically we respond to commercials the same way the market typically responds to higher prices we demand less of the stream if ads become more and more annoying absolutely pratyusha you see as the inconvenience of the free service increases listeners switch to the paid service to escape the pestering ads the services provide a lot of plans you know what even i was irked by the ads and ended up buying the student premium on spotify disclaimer this podcast is not sponsored by spotify <laughs> Aha uh-huh. so point being in order to increase revenue and market share pricing strategies charge a higher price from consumers who are actually willing to pay and so you get to listen to an unlimited number of songs by paying a fixed amount here the marginal cost of music consumption becomes zero now ain't that better than downloading one song at a time right the paid service entails playlists downloads and other features which are for us to receive But what about the payouts to the song right holders? Well, Ayati, the calculation of the exact amount paid by them is complicated, but it is assumed to be about two thirds of the total revenue earned. Then the royalty payments are apportioned to the song right holders according to the share of total streams on the service. And even though the platform pays a more or less constant share of revenue royalty, some costs are fixed which do not rise as more consumers join in. Hold on. Too much information right there. बहुत confusing हो रहा है. Give me an example instead. Oh, I need a breather. Wait, let me pitch in. Thanks, Pratyusha. All right. Consider that in a month, hundred billion songs were streamed on a particular platform, and the revenue collected was say six hundred million dollars from premium payments and the advertisers. Two third of this, that is four hundred million dollars, is for payments to the song right holders. Hmm. Right now, let's assume that BTS releases another hit, and the army ensures that the total stream of two hundred million is reached. So the stream share of BTS is zero point two percent. Hence, the payout to their label would be zero point two percent of four hundred million dollars, which is about uh eight hundred thousand dollars. However, there's a twist: not all streams are created equally. Wait, wait. What do you mean? Isn't it like the higher the number of times you play a song, the more the artist earns? Nobody, no, Pariti. The artist doesn't get paid each time his or her track is played. Like, have you seen anybody paying a certain sum each time they listen to a particular song? No, right. If you like a song, you can play it innumerable times, over and over and over again. That too for free. Okay, now I see. 
So basically, one can't judge an artist's earnings on a platform based on the average per stream payout, right? Exactly. Also, the payout rate depends on the geographic distribution of listeners and the worldwide reach of the artist. A single person living in a particular city can single-handedly play a song hundreds of times and increase the number of streams. But would that specify how popular the artist is? And that is why the number of streams unquestionably doesn't indicate how popular an artist is worldwide. Like, you can't try crossing a river just because it's four feet deep on average, isn't it? Yup. Imagine that fans would stream just one song per month. In that case, the post-stream payout would skyrocket. But no one would really win. It doesn't matter if you get 5,000 streams worth $0.001 or a single stream worth $5. The artist would still make the same money. The only change is that the music would be played less. What ultimately matters is how many people like you, not how much one likes you. Popularity wins. And for what it's worth, the wave of K-pop being the biggest example right now. Economically speaking, it's all about the size of the pie and the distribution. The dawn of paid streaming services has increased the size of the pie. More and more money is now being spent on the recorded music. And that actually benefits the musicians and the labels. The distribution, however, depends on the contract between the artists and their labels. But... Wouldn't that mean loss for new and emerging artists? Hmm, sort of, yes. Because streaming causes lesser revenue generation compared to physical records. Like, few years back, okay, at least when we were 7 or 8, we had to buy CDs and cassettes to listen to the latest tracks. Like, we actually paid for them. Like, we hardly pay to listen to our favorite music right now. So, emerging artists end up receiving less revenue due to streaming. There's a little zero-sum game hidden here. We think that if the number of streams of a song shoots up, the share of the total streams of the artist will rise too, and the share owned by other artists will fall. In other words, instead of buying individually to sell more records, artists are now viewed as competing against one another to own a larger share of the pie. This logic holds true in a static world, but not in a dynamic one, as the number of paying customers can increase the size of the pie over time. Bingo! And even in a static world, the size of the pie is so large that the quantity of streams of an artist doesn't affect the share belonging to any other artist. Eventually, it is the uniqueness that each artist brings to the table. They all have their own crowns. Moreover, since streaming is not yet close to reaching its maximum number of paying customers, the sum will grow larger if more hit songs cause more listeners to sign up. The size of the pie could still continue to grow even if monthly subscription fees increase. You see, music being a social good, people tend to measure the popularity of artists and albums. I mean, take the example of Billboard. Billboard counts 1500 song streams from one album as the equivalent of one album sale in its Billboard chart. Is that even sensible? Streams and album sales are different products and the yardstick used to combine them is arbitrary. Streaming increases the variety of songs available and drops the marginal cost to zero. So more music is consumed with streaming. Another difference is that albums necessarily bundle songs, while streaming songs are unbundled. So, they are think that the artists are satisfied with the payouts? No, 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 no. You see, the more paid subscribers they have, the more money they make. 
Dissatisfied with the poor compensation offered by Spotify's free ad-supported service, Taylor Swift deleted her entire catalog from the platform in late 2014. Only after they agreed to enable artists to play their albums just for the paid users, for the first two weeks after release, she put her songs back on Spotify three years later. Even during the first week after the release of her sixth album, Reputation, she kept it off all streaming platforms. But did it help though? Well. Fans could only buy CDs or digital downloads of the record. The strategy's economic rationale includes segmenting the markets in order to price discriminate. Customers who are prepared to spend more are eager and will definitely buy her record if it is not accessible on streaming sites. Paid subscription-supported services also generate more money than free ad-supported ones. So basically. Swift was able to sell more digital downloads and CDs, set more album sales records, and earn more streaming royalties as a result of her aggressive tactics. And that wouldn't that affect the status of the artist? Well, the risk is that the artist can be viewed by fans as in for the money, not the art. In 2014, Swift wrote a letter to Apple arguing in favor of fellow recording artists that, like every art, Music should be paid for. While it's debatable how valuable music is in terms of money, she placed herself as a supporter of art, and Sathi pursued economic techniques that maximized her earning. This caused minimal, if any, damage to her reputation. So, does this imply that artists have a close connection with the streaming platforms? Nah, not directly. Care to elaborate? About that, we'll find out in the next episode. We'll be back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Beyond the Stream. Hasna, acha thi kya pakka? Dude, it was like hasna. I didn't understand. Kya yaar?